This episode of Fanbro Show is powered by Marvel's The Inhumans. Yo, you can catch it in IMAX theaters September 1st. And then September 29th, it'll be on ABC. So make sure you check out The Inhumans. The battle for their world starts on ours. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, Internet? You are now listening to Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. And it's me, Tatiana King-Jones, the captain of the spaceship tonight, filling in for DJ Bahami. He is currently in a wormhole on his way from the south side of the galaxy all the way to the north side because he has to be here in time for New York Comic Con. But like I said, I'm Tatiana King-Jones, a.k.a. Trill Quiz, a.k.a. Gin and Juice Urso, Chance the Parappa, Colleen Wingstop, Deuce Piccolo, Sean Jean-Luc Picard, and Beretta Scott King. And now that I'm here guiding you guys through the galaxy, I also have to introduce my co-host. And co-pilot. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, that was it? Okay, yo, this is uh, <laughs> Chico Leo, what's up? <laughs> a.k.a. Wholesaler Moon. A.K.A. Uh, Afro Cheeks. All right, all right. Uh, that's an oldie book goodie, but since we're, uh, you know, since we're going to Comic-Con, yeah, yeah. brings back all the need, old memories. I'm going to need you to either remember these or write it down so it doesn't sound like you're, like, making it up on the spot, because these are your bread and butter, A.K.A. Chico. That's right, although I haven't, I haven't used Wholesaler Moon in a long time. That's actually one of my favorites. Yeah. I like when you call yourself LeBron Frames. That's, that's right, yep. So, as I mentioned, our dear fearless leader, Ben Hamin, is on his way to attend NYCC with us, New York Comic Con 2017. And that's what we're going to be talking about right now at the top of the show, because that is pretty much the one of the biggest holidays for Fanbro's show. I call it a holiday because it's literally everything we love to talk about in the world of geek culture in four days in one spot, and it is... M- How's how do I say this? Massive. It's uh, massive, want, hectic, hectic, crowded, crowded. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's also. I mean, it's dope. It's there's always cool new uh, things to check out. I mean, there's a lot. You know, I mean, it's 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 impossible to describe. Like to people, even not only to people who haven't been, but to people who haven't been to a, a, a Comic Con in you know in the last like 10, 20 years. It's just changed so much. I mean the cosplay, mm-hmm. the size. I mean you're right. Massive is 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 the right word. I mean it's. Um, I recently went to a podcasting thing in the Javits Center, and it was so, so so tiny and insignificant compared to <laughs> Comic Con. <laughs> well, not to put down the podcasters. I know they're doing a hard some hard work over there, but yes, to Chico's point. It is unlike anything else you've experienced. I know some of you guys, some of you listening may have been to cons like C2E2 or even San Diego Comic-Con, but New York Comic-Con is considered the biggest convention of its type in the United States. And it is for a very good reason. There are a massive amounts of people that show up and it is overwhelming. The reason, other reason why I wanted to mention that is because I know that there's a lot of first timers who are going to be going there this year. And a lot of people ask us about tips and tricks and things to keep them uh, on point while they're going and attending this convention. 
And that's one thing I, I think that you and I, Chico, between the both of us, at least, we're going to have a lot of different tips to share with them. So could you like give your understanding of what people should be looking out for? I mean, it, it definitely depends. So if you're someone who's there to buy, you know, to spend most of your time on the main floor and buy comics or buy toys or buy artwork or posters or T-shirts or any of that stuff, um, you know, that that's one thing. There are people who also want to go and check out all the different panels. Definitely, definitely figure out where and when, not just when, but where the panels that you want to go to are. Some of them require that you wait online for like an hour or two sometimes, yeah. like the really, really, really serious ones, uh, the popular ones. And you have to decide, like you spend a lot of money, like do you want to spend... You know, if you're at Comic-Con for eight hours on that day, do you want to spend an hour of it online? You know, that kind of thing. Also, check out panels that you might not otherwise have checked out because that you might not otherwise think or that aren't maybe as popping as others because mm -hmm. you don't have to wait online. You might um, sort of see and meet like interesting people or meet the panelists like at the big ones you're not going to meet the cast of the walking dead you know yeah. but if you go to <laughs> you know some of the smaller ones um also artist alley which is usually a separate space but i think is going to be in a different space this year because this year there's going to they're doing some uh, work on the javits mm -hmm. center some construction is going on but um artist alley is a whole thing where you can go through and you can spend hours talking to all the different artists and checking out their work um that's highly highly recommended um i used to love doing that as a like when i first started going to comic cons in the in the late 80s early 90s um although they were they were definitely way different i think OG, just man. allow yeah allow yourself allow yourself time that's the thing like just going from the main floor to artist alley can take like 20 minutes because it's so crowded um ask people i think it's always a good idea to ask people before you take their picture um especially if you want to take your picture with them like yeah. cosplayers actually... definitely are down but you know yeah and that's actually a mandate from New York Comic Con and because cosplay does not equal consent. So you should absolutely always ask before you take photos. You will never know that some people, maybe they're in the mood or maybe they don't feel comfortable and they just don't want it to happen at that point. So you have to be respectful of that. And as Chico said, definitely ask anyone before you take pictures or videos of them because they, they may not they may not be welcome to it. But yeah, I think plan it out. Like if you spend your first ten minutes, I mean there's um you know, guidebooks all over the place that have like all the events all weekend and where the panels are. But if you can map out or figure out where you want to go, like if you know there's a panel at 2.30 and make plans if you're there with a crew, like, you know, make sure you make plans. Um, and I would say little things like, yeah, there's a food court there, but... Um, it's think, not that good. Yeah, <laughs> don't bring your own food. It's also it's not that it's not that... It's also you got to wait on a long line. And it's it's like, did you come all this way to go to Comic-Con to spend a half hour to overpay yeah. for a hot dog, you know? It's expensive. It's not that good. Right. And I want to just give some more practical advice. Number one, download the Comic-Con app. Right. Because that's going to help you in terms of having a map having an understanding of where everything is, building your schedule for the day, because it's important that you try to plan ahead as much as possible when it comes to panels, when it comes to the different events going on. If you're going to get the your autographs from the different celebrities there, you gotta time that all out. Just try to have as much of a schedule as possible. Obviously, there's just things that you can't have a schedule for. You may just be walking around, checking out the 
really the cosplayers checking out the show floor in general, going to all the vendors, there's just going to be a point where you're just floating around aimlessly and that's fine. But if you really want to get the most out of Comic-Con, having a schedule will definitely be helpful. I tell everybody as well, make sure you wear something comfortable, comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes, yes, yes. You're going to be walking and standing up a lot. And this can go across the board for any event or or convention, really. Definitely be comfortable. Uh, Obviously, if you're cosplaying, you're wearing like... Guy or girl, you're wearing heels. I feel for you, but take a, a, a pair of flats or something else with you. Bring water if you can. Um, I don't know if they, they take the water away from you or what. But no, no, you can bring water in. You can bring water? Okay. Yeah, also, stay hydrated. This is, I I've think, seen people pass out. This is the first year I think that there's actually going to be a space for cosplayers to change in. Yes. So cosplayers don't have to change in the bathroom, which is apparently like a really big deal. I mean, that makes sense. I know because I've been one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. The <laughs> other thing is um, you're going to be in a crowd for eight, ten hours. And so what that means is... You're going to get sneezed on and coughed on like a hundred times a day minimum. And you're going to get sneezed and coughed on by people who aren't from states that you're from that have germs (laughs) that you don't have, you know, immunity to. So if vitamin C is your thing or echinacea is your thing or... You know, just what you, you definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. You, you definitely want to take some sort of. Uh, this, I mean, I, I've. It's like flying on an airplane. Like you almost always get sick afterwards. Yeah. And tr- if you're there for all four days, like I know, you know, you want to party, you want to whatever, but like try and get you know at least six hours of sleep every night and. Um, yeah. Just be prepared. Be prepared. It's, it's it's like if you're going to any other event where you're going to be either outdoors or, or in a place for hours at a time. Just think about the necessities you would normally need. If you're going to be, you're going to be taking pictures and on your phone all the time. Bring spare, either spare batteries, portable batteries. Portable battery, absolutely. Something. Yeah. Like, because the last thing you want to do is your, your battery dies and something cool passes by. That being said, I had mentioned, we had mentioned panels earlier. There's um there's a few panels we definitely want to talk about. I mean, I got to say, I mean, I I don't I mean, obviously I am not in favor of terrorism and I'm not I mean the Punisher is not my favorite character by any means, but mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I think it's a far cry. I mean, this is Comic-Con like Yes, the Punisher uses guns and the terrorists use guns, but, like, they don't have anything in common. I think that that seems like a very weird, knee-jerk reaction that just doesn't make... I mean, if I was, you know... I don't I don't know. I mean, I get it, I guess, but it just seems like a weird reaction. I'm not trying to, you know... Well, well... I, I, I also understand. They're trying to be as respectful as possible, and they're trying to... They're just trying to avoid any possible way this could be a PR nightmare for them. So even if it is an overreaction for some people, in some people's views, I understand why. They just don't want to even have the chance for someone to say, "Oh, you guys are being insensitive." Their response to to this and and their their feedback was, "We are stunned and saddened by this week's senseless act in Las Vegas. At the careful consideration Netflix and Marvel has decided, it wouldn't be appropriate for the Punisher to participate in New York Comic Con." I mean, thoughts? Uh... so 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 from an appropriate. Being appropriate and again, just trying to make sure that they are are not offending anybody. They they decided it may be best to to pull out from that. I mean, it's a forty four year old character. Like I think he literally first appeared in nineteen seventy three. The next Marvel Netflix show is The Punisher. 
you know, I think there's people who are interested in, I mean, I'm assuming the panel was, you know, related to the TV show. It just seems a little, I, I, I mean, well, I don't know. You know I, I, I get it. And that's why I don't want to seem heavy. like, I don't want to seem like yeah. a jerk, but it, it just seems mm-hmm. a little like over, I, I, I don't know, like an overreaction, like, oh my God, this terrible thing happened. We have to respond somehow. Um Absolutely. I, I, maybe, I don't know. I, I get maybe it. Maybe I mean, also... I wouldn't have gone to the, the Punisher thing anyway. I mean, it's not like, um, you know, that Maybe was... also on the panel, they may have shown a clip that possibly could have been similar to everything that happened. Yeah, so, I guess. I, it could have been any know. reason. It well, could be any reason. One thing I am going to that everyone should go... Well, not everyone, but if you're interested, there is the first ever um, Latin uh, Latin X panel, and that's uh, Saturday nice. night. And uh, my my co-host Leo Fairman from um, Scream Squad will be on that panel, so you should definitely check that out along with a bunch of other illustrious people. But um, there's been other like multicultural panels, but this is the first like specifically uh, Latinx theme panel. I think it's like the Invisible Latinx Hero or something it's called. So um, that's happening Saturday at like seven thirty, I believe. Um, okay. So, yeah, no, there's a lot of dope panels going on, and often there'll be two things you want to go to at the same time. But, um, again, like we've been saying, like, check the either the app or the guidebook, and you'll be much better off for planning. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and be back with more fashion show. What up, Internet? This episode of Fanbrough Show is powered by Marvel's Inhumans. On the dark side of the moon exists a civilization unlike anything you've ever seen before. They're more than human, they're the Inhumans. Be sure to experience the first chapter of this astonishing new saga, early September at IMAX Theaters, September 1st. Get your tickets now, be inhuman and IMAX.com, and watch the complete series on ABC on Fridays starting September 29th. Two brothers, one throne, the battle for their world begins on ours. because Chico reminded me, we are going to be doing quite a few different things this year at New York Comic Con, including a meetup. So be on the lookout for that. The only way you're going to be notified of this meetup is via social media. So that means you need to follow us on Twitter. You need to follow us on IG. You need to 
like us on Facebook, just make sure that you have us tagged on one of, at least one of those three places so that you can find out where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing because we promise you it's going to be lit. And I'm sure Chico Leo will do something outrageous because that's what he does at New York Comic Con. Is that true? I guess yeah. so. I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I've done some outrageous things at, at Comic Con and, and elsewhere. Well, that or, or one of your crossplays that you do, which are right. usually fantastic i appreciate that also i definitely want to give shouts to our writers on fanbros.com this week shout out to dominic watkins bj brown that is going to be coming up jason payne uncolored page mellow marketer he's coming back with the comeback he had a great piece on cyclops this week and as always curvy geeky fangirl with her fandom fashions i'm telling y'all get with the winning team Shouts to everyone who submitted for the social media um, uh, position that we had talked about a couple of weeks back. If you still want to join the Fan Bros team in terms of maybe being a writer, or you want to do art, maybe you want to do video, anything along those lines, hit us up, contact at fanbros.com. Now, with that being said, it's time for one of our favorite segments. The Guac is Extra. Our first question comes from Mr. Dez32. They ask, what DC cartoons do you hate that were canceled? I mean, I don't know, because I don't watch any shows that that that, that I hate. Um, well, did you watch something like one or two times and was like, you know what? I really hated that. No, I mean, it was like, you know, the... Um... Uh, was it the I, I can't remember which was like it was a Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go the one that had the Puffy Amy Yumi song like I really liked that that only lasted for a few seasons Young Justice obviously I really liked that only lasted for a couple of seasons mm-hmm. um I can't think of one that I that I hated I mean there were some of the movies that I that I liked less than others but I can't think of one of the DC cartoons that I really that I didn't like What about do you so are you saying you thought all the DC cartoons were good the ones that I watched in general, I thought that they were good. In fact, yeah, I mean, for me, I thought the cartoons were better than the actual some of the movies. Some of the movies are great, and some of the movies are not so great. But gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? The DC movie that I hated, I don't, I don't. Well, I'm not movie. Excuse me, cartoon. And you can't really say it was canceled because it was just a one shot anyway. I hated All Star Superman. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I, I love the yeah. book. Yep. I love the book. Hated the animation. I was just sitting in like this, this, it, it felt so disjointed. Right. Whereas they were trying to recreate the book, but with the book, you have, you have much, you have the pages and the time to do it. And for the, the, the movie, I guess the, the, the animated adaptation of it, they had the condense and all, and it just, it didn't feel right. It just yeah. felt like they were trying to do too much at once. I think that was uh, Frank Quitely, I think, is the artist, if I'm not mistaken, who did that. Um, yeah, that was a, I just, yeah, I just was not feeling it at all. And again, it's, it's not a TV show or it's not a perpetual thing, so it wasn't canceled per se, but it was canceled in my eyes because right. I just I just did not see it for it. It just, I don't know. What about you? What did you think about that? I actually didn't see that. So this was the thing I was okay. going to say. I tend to not like the um adaptations uh as much you know of of existing books so it's like i know a lot of people really like the dark knight movies there's two of them um i just for me i you know 
I grew up reading The Dark Knight, and I've read it so many times, and, you know, The, the Killing Joke obviously has all kinds of its own issues, but I tend to not like the ones that are adaptations of existing books, so I either don't mm-hmm. see them or I'm often disappointed. I did really like New Frontier, um, the DC uh, adaptation of that, but to be honest with you, I mean, that's definitely the best one, I think, but I mm-hmm. still like the comic more. Um, I just think it works better as a comic and there was some slightly more adult themed stuff that happened in the comic that wasn't in the, uh, cartoon. So in general, I actually much prefer the originals, the, the DC original movies that aren't based on an existing comic, but like, yeah, like Batman year one or killing joke Mm -hmm. or dark Knight or yeah, all-star, uh, Superman, any of those, I, I tend to I tend to like, you know, the, the original, and I feel like the original's great, and, you know, give me something else, you know? I probably would have, you know, if they had tried to do a sequel to one of those, it would have it worked better for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know it's cool to see the comic, like, come to life, so to speak, but it's sort of the same thing with, like, Sin City and 300 and Watchmen, you know, that you're just sort of seeing the comic come to life but that's about it i'd rather see an original thing that said i think the Watchmen tv show idea is a terrible idea but <laughs> why do you think it's a terrible idea? because i think the Watchmen is this very unique you know singular thing where it's like this commentary on the history of comics and it works as a comic i thought they i thought uh zack snyder did do a good job for the most part with the movie Um, and there's some actually really great stuff in the movie. There's some stuff that's kind of clinky that doesn't work or clunky, but, um, I, I just think them revisiting that universe is just kind of cynical and it's like, they're, you know, just going back and, and I don't know, it's a very specific thing where it's, you know, 12 issues. It's like the all-star Superman thing, you know, it's, it's a very specific thing and it exists and to try and sort of extrapolate from it or flesh it out, I just think is is is, is a bad idea. Um, yeah, I I didn't like the movie. I'm sorry. I was never I never knew about the Watchmen. That was my first time even knowing it existed, and I, the movie was very boring to me. Right. Yeah. I, like, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> I tried to think of something that. Well, I was trying to save it, but nah, <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Yeah. So I feel like when they take you know the you know. You know, sometimes, like, I think the Nolan Batman movies might have borrowed a couple of things from the comics, but those were all original storylines, you know, uh, for the most part. And I just prefer when they come up with their own original thing for either movies or TV shows rather than redoing, you know, something from the comics. Um, Or if it's like, you know, The Flash or Arrow and they take a storyline from the comic and the TV show is so different... Mm-hmm. That it's fine. But when you have the animated movies that just take the graphic novel or the four issues or whatever and just sort of, you know, animate them, it's it's always a little disappointing. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. And the last question is from Andy on the run. We may have answered this before, but but it's, it's probably good because I don't think you've answered this, Chico. Andy writes, not really geek related, but can you tell us more about yourselves? What was your first job or which food do you love that everyone else cannot stand? Uh, my first job, like my first summer job was as a, uh, you know, a, a counselor at a summer camp when I was in high school. Um, really? I, yeah. My first real job was actually selling. Um, I worked for like a, a VCR, like a video label that sold movies 
and it was selling movies to mom and pop video stores over the phone and so you'd have to convince you know oh some video God. store to take the killer by john woo or you know some documentary or some french lesbian drama or something like that and <laughs> wait you, so and you'd wait, be calling was... mom and pop video stores like all over the country and so you so not like what was not uh, blockbuster no i mean this yeah. would be like someone you call them up and try and convince them to buy some you know, foreign movie, and they would tell you that, you know, they'd had, you know, Malcolm X on the shelf for the last year and no one had rented it. And it's like, you know, to them, that was an art movie. That that job couldn't have possibly gotten you any money. Um, no, I think it was, I think I earned, you know, it was like my first job right out of school. And I think I earned like $7 an hour plus commissions. Like if we sold, you know, the right, you know, the number that we hit our numbers, you know, you'd get like a couple of hundred dollars. And we often did. And I only had that job for like four or five months. Look, let's put it this way. I left that job to become a waiter at Dallas BBQ. <laughs> uh, literally, I'm not joking. I was a waiter oh at Dallas God. BBQ for three months. And I left that oh to work God. for free on New Jersey Drive, the the movie that Spike Lee produced that Nick Gomez directed. I couldn't. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, but except I, I wasn't not... paid for that. I could not imagine you working at Dallas BBQ. Oh yeah, like oh my god, the one goodness. on St. Somebody Mark's and Second. Yeah, I was I was there. It was for for a whole winter. Somebody has to draw that, please. Yeah. As for me, my my very first quote unquote real job, I was a telemarketer. So there was my high school job. There was this like telemarketing place by where I lived that all of the freshmen would get their first job, or was it, or I don't know, your second year, you get your first job, and we sold like building site not building but home siding and windows like window treatments or window trim i don't remember but literally you would go in there you would do the you would say this spiel basically to all the elderly that are the only people who are picking up the phone at the end of the day and you would just say this really stupid line. i don't remember what i had said but but that's what you were selling and it was obviously super boring nobody really cared so it got to the point where like I would even say anything. I would just cycle through all the phone numbers. Like it was an auto dialer and I would just keep pressing next just so I could get through my queue of calls. And I did that for about two and a half weeks and then one day I just stopped going. Wow. Like I didn't I didn't even say anything. I didn't put in a notice. I just stopped showing up. And then two weeks after that they sent me my last check. Wow. My I did my telemarketing thing with the video thing for like five or six months. No. <laughs> no, when I don't see it for something, I just dip. Now, granted, I'm much more responsible. I don't just not show up anymore. But yeah, it's just, it's just not for you. And, and and I'm telemarketers are just, it's not the business. I understand that's the only job you can get. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's a horrible, horrible way to go. Don't do it if you can. No, Please it don't. sucks. I, I, I agree. And at least I was, you know, selling videos and calling video stores. So there was already, you know, that was actually the bigger problem is I would get on the phone with the guy and then we'd end up talking about movies and you're supposed to, you know, you have to make and make more calls, make more calls, you know, that kind of So you kind start of having a conversation right. with these people. Wow. And they, of course, wouldn't buy whatever movie I was, you know, I was, right. I was, I was pushing. As for the food thing. So I like something that nobody likes. It's the weirdest combination. You know how you get linguine with clam sauce? Yeah. At some point when I was a kid, we didn't have linguine, but we had ravioli in the house. And my mom made ravioli and clam sauce. 
which sounds disgusting to most people, the idea of the clam sauce and the cheese and the ravioli, but I really like it a lot, and it literally is one of my favorite things, and I, I, to this day, I literally had it last night. I'm not lying. Like, I make ravioli and clam sauce, white clam sauce, but I make ravioli and clam sauce, you know, definitely at least once every two two weeks, three weeks. That's not, like, a bad thing. I thought you were going to say something just really... I don't know, nobody, I lived in a house <laughs> in college, and whenever I made it, like, everybody complained about how the house smelled, and people, well, a lot of smell. people, and there was an Italian yeah. girl in the house, and she thought it was, like, sacrilegious that I was making, you know, ravioli with clam sauce, like, the I think it's the combination, <laughs> ravioli has cheese in it, and then the clam sauce is clams, so the idea of eating, like, cheese and clams grosses people out, but there's people who eat, you know... Well, I don't lox eat and I don't, cream I don't cheese on their bagels, so, you know, that's dairy I, I, I and fish. Eat. I don't eat any of that stuff. Clams and oysters. I can't do it. But thank you, Chigalio. And thank you guys for your questions. If you have a question for us, it could be about comics, TVs, movies, video games. It could just be about naming your baby. Or it could be just about food. Whatever works for you. Hit us up. Contact at fanbros.com. Alternatively, you can also send us your guac question on the Twitters or on IG. And now it's time for my favorite segment. Tech Talk with Tatiana. And this week in tech news, we're going to breeze right on by. The main thing that happened today is there was a Made by Google event. They released their, or not released, but announced their Pixel 2 phones that are going to be dropping soon. It's going to be their pure Android phones. Beautiful. There's already really great news about the camera being pretty much better than the iPhone 8. So if you are very into your camera on your phone, you might want to check that out. The other cool thing that they were announced today were the Google Pixel earbuds. The earbuds are actually capable of doing live translation of 40 languages. Obviously, it needs to be paired with your phone because your phone is doing all the, or your device, because the device is doing all the um, the processing. But you'd be able to essentially hear someone speak to you, for instance, in Japanese, and then the earbuds will help you translate that into English. Then you can talk back to them in your language, and it would translate it back to uh, Japanese. I mean, that seems like among the biggest deals in like the history of phones, like in terms of technology, what you can do. Because if you think about it, I mean, think, I mean, like, if, if that becomes universal, I mean, you know, people traveling or business thing. I mean, that seems like a really, really big deal. It is a big deal. I, I, I just think. All of the stuff that Google announces and releases in general is a big deal, but for one reason or another, right? Doesn't don't yeah, but this is like some legit mind. Star Trek shit. I mean, it's legitimately Star Trek shit. I try to I try to tell people stop sleeping on Google. Like lots of the innovations and things you see, or quote unquote innovations that you see on things like iPhones, have been out. It doesn't mean one or the other is better. It really depends on on your experience and sometimes you know length of time that you've been working on it but it it google's been doing it and by google i mean like the android system it's been on there's lots of stuff that you could have done a long time ago it's just you just had to give it a chance um that said um i had i mentioned a phone came out oh there was a google home mini announced as well um it will be for 49 bucks i mean and also all the stuff that's announced is pretty affordable so if you want to learn more about that definitely you can hit up my timeline on twitters i covered most of the event uh did a little bit of live tweeting on that so if you want to get some more information 
And you can always hit me up too if you have any questions. So now we're gonna skip ahead a little bit because I wanna get to the other favorite, favorite segment of mine's Chico's Pick of the Week. So Chico, what do we got this week? Well, as it turns out, I will be uh, interviewing or doing a, pa- not a panel, but, uh, you know, a, uh, a discussion with the producers of Shut Eye, which is a show that the second season is about to drop, um, I think next month or in December. But the first season is on there. It's called Shut Eye. And um, it's about, um, it's hard to say. So there's a lot of shows about crime families, but not I'm not talking about like the Sopranos. I'm talking about like a family where they're actually criminals, um, sort of, you know, like Breaking Bad, except I guess Breaking Bad, he, he was the only criminal. This is uh, a show about a pair of con artists who are married and they work for a, like a gang of Roma, you know, what, what people call gypsies. Mm-hmm. And they're in like the fortune telling psychic racket. But they actually use that to, like, pull heists and, like, blackmail people. And so it's like a combination sort of con artist. But then you also get into the world of, like, a Roma crime family. Mm -hmm. And this is actually the main characters are actually, like, a white family that is part of their their sort of crew. Um, And it, it, it stars Jeffrey Donovan, who was in Burn Notice. And um, if you ever wondered what happened to the woman who starred in Anaconda's 2, who wasn't J-Lo, she plays the wife. It's K.D. Strickland. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the first or the second one. Oh, man. And, I mean, and the first Anaconda is <laughs> really good. The second one is not so good, but the first one's great. Um, also, it has Emmanuel Shrieky, who was E's girlfriend on... Um, uh, what what was that terrible show on HBO? Entourage. She was she was E's girlfriend. She's um I think Iranian, but she's like this actress who I thought would have gotten bigger or done more. But anyway, she's on there, and Isabella Rossellini kind of plays the matriarch of the Roma family. Um, and so it's uh it it's cool. I mean, it's sort of investigating a world that you wouldn't uh you wouldn't otherwise know about but you know you walk by these psychic things all the time and it never would occur to you that it's sort of part of a crime syndicate um and so yeah it's uh it's shut eye it's on hulu the first season's all up there and the second season's going to drop in november or december Excellent, excellent. Thanks, Chico. And you usually don't stare us wrong with these uh picks. So no, I, yeah. I, I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> I got a reputation to uphold. You definitely do. And to close out Fanbro show, we definitely just wanted to mention a couple of things. Um, in the wrestling world, Hell in a Cell is this weekend, and Slam Bros prediction and the Slam Bros prediction episode will be out for that. So look for it this week on Friday. Um, the just the new Justice League posters came out. I don't know if you've seen them yet. I but... did. I saw them. They have all the different symbols on them. And yeah. It's like you, you can't fight evil alone or something. Yeah, and then it, it, the tagline is all in. And then I didn't. I still didn't realize how quickly this was coming around. But it it, it premieres November seventeenth. So I, I just I don't know why I forgot about it. Maybe because I don't care that much. Right. But. The posters are pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> the posters, it's not like it's nothing you've ever, you've never seen before. They feature each of the the heroes in dramatic poses, dramatic stance, some of them anyway. 
I don't understand what's going on with Cyborg's poster. It looks very strange. Like, obviously, the only organic part of him is his face, and then it's just the robotic body, but they have him contorted in this really strange way, like almost doing a ballerina plie to the side. And But it's not even, it doesn't even look graceful. It looks just strange, and, and he looks stunted a little bit. So I think they definitely skimped on the design aspect of yeah. these posters they skipped, they they skipped just, on a lot they just threw it together so are, are you looking forward to the justice League? not not even remotely oh, i i think yeah. it's going to be terrible i mean i think like when really? i say oh yeah i mean uh, well all right i mean it's like ultimately i think batman vs superman is worse than suicide squad because batman vs superman was trying to be some deep art you know like whatever and it was just boring i don't know i didn't like it whereas suicide squad was just trying to be a hollywood movie i mean i don't think yeah. it was a very successful one but um yeah i just think that, that i think that they're a mess i think that they're they're they should they need to clean house like top to bottom um wow. i never i don't like ben affleck as as batman personally um, you still don't no i i've just across the board i mean i think the uh what's his face as jason momoa as aquaman is dope but one out of and yeah. and gal gadot as wonder woman is dope jason but momoa. yeah i mean that's you know um I don't know. I, I I just I still think it's weird that they put Cyborg was never in the JLA comics. Like he's he's a a very you know he's a Titan. He's a Teen Titan. Like it just seems weird that they stuck him in there. They needed um, to fill that black man quota. Well, but they why didn't they use John Stewart? I mean, if they why wanted, didn't they? You know, um, and so I I, I you know. Um, and there are other, I mean, you know, nobody really knows who Vixen is, you know, and but she was in the JLA for a while, and she was in the JLA, like, in the 80s, um, when I was, you know, reading it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I... I think in general their stuff has been a mess. I mean, I think the Wonder Agreed. Woman movie is by far and away the best DC movie, and I Absolutely. I don't think it's as good as ever. I mean, I don't I don't think it's like the most amazing. Like when people talked about weeping in the theaters when she runs across no man's land and stuff like that. Well, I think that was just people. Maybe for for certain people, if they really did feel that way. So I'm not going to take that away from them. I was not weeping. Uh, it was it it didn't hit me on that emotional level. Right. But I did feel that it was a very very well done yeah it was i mean and by far and away out of all of them yeah by far and away the best out of all of them but at this point it's almost like the exception that proves the rule mm. um but yeah i mean i i think that i like i think their move the, the average dc movie is as bad as like you know the fantastic four remake you know that nobody Damn. talks about. yeah i mean i just think they're really bad like I, yeah i I don't think the DC movies are even as good as the Fantastic Four movies with, uh, you know, that where Chris Evans was the Human Torch, and those aren't very good. Oh, yeah, so I think the DC movies go. are bad. Like th that Marvel is like Marvel is destroying them. Like as far as I'm concerned, like cinematically, yeah. but like there's no. It's not like an Xbox, PlayStation thing or like an Android, iPhone thing. I mean, it's literally like comparing an iPhone to however they talk on the phone on the Flintstones. Mm, mm, mm. Damn, Chico, you don't give them no nothing. No, I mean it's it's and it's all kinds of missed opportunities. It's too bad, you know. And they're they're just trying to play catch up, and it's not working. It's sort of sad. Speaking of missed opportunities, it's like twins. Literally, DC <laughs> is like Danny DeVito, and and they're they're like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Marvel's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, it's just it's ludicrous. 
Sorry. It is. No, that's fine. Because also both Missed Opportunity and Ludacris is the fact that HBO does not get it. Now HBO's leader, CEO Richard Plelper, has says that the all the controversy surrounding Confederate is the result of a PR error. Right. Unbelievable. He said, he said we screwed up in an important way. Basically, they should he and I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, but he said what they should have done is that they they should have had the team sit down and uh, and talk thoughtfully with a bunch of reporters and engage in Q&A instead of just throwing this into a press release. And if they were more thoughtful about it and really made it a conversation as as opposed to a hey, this is what we're doing, maybe we wouldn't be in this mess. It, well, Rich, I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, you can't put lipstick on a pig, except for Miss Piggy. And this is not Miss Piggy. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, that the, I mean, it's it's adding insult to injury to be like, oh, oh, yes. oh, no. The idea itself isn't bad. It was just the way, they they drop this the same way they drop every, you know, like they, they, they put it out there the same way they put everything out there. The problem is not in the way that they announced it. The problem is in the hackneyed, sad, weak, you know, stupid um, idea. And it's like, you know, like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, I feel like every sci-fi writer is, like, first, you know, first first sci-fi story or something. Oh, what, what, what if slavery still existed? I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Um, and they're not even doing it like from some satirical angle. Like, oh, it's it's totally. It's awful. And that they don't see it is mind boggling. That they didn't that they didn't see Charlottesville. That they don't see Donald Trump every day. And that they don't see what's going on with police in this country. That they don't see all the things like every day that you should see that sort of demonstrate that this is a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know. I and and to come out like that and you know. The, if they had just let it die, like, nobody's going to be, you know, no one would be like, oh, yeah, yo, remember when HBO was, you know, and, like, to bring it up again and to be like, oh, no, 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 the idea is good. We just introduced it poorly. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's the idea that's the problem. I mean, if you meet someone in a bar and you have chemistry with them, even if they spill a drink on you, you're still going to like them. And this was them trying to be like, no, 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 you'll, you'll really like us. And meanwhile, they're throwing drinks in your face constantly. I mean, it's ridiculous. Fan Bros! 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 Fan